tonight's teaching is one that's been in my heart for months of Father Cantalamesa's first Lenten homily in 2019. And it was called, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So Father Cantalamesa tells us that according to Jesus, the essential condition for seeing God is purity of heart. Matthew 5.8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And he speaks about the two areas concerning purity. The first is the righteousness of intention. And the second is purity in morals. And Father Gandalamesa tells us that the opposite of purity of intentions is hypocrisy. And the opposite of purity in morals is the abuse of sexuality. Our Lord tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites. He goes on to tell us, it is surprising how much the sin of hypocrisy, the sin most denounced by Jesus in the Gospels, enters so little into our ordinary formulations of examinations of conscience not having found in any of them the question, have I been a hypocrite? I had to add it in there myself. And rarely have I been able to go past it to the next question without being convicted. The greatest act of hypocrisy would be to hide one's own hypocrisy hiding it from ourselves and from others, since it is not possible to hide it from God. Hypocrisy is in a large part overcome the moment it is recognized. And I thought this is so beautiful because recently we just had a self, uh, uh, an examination of conscience, of love, for love crucified. And I plan to add this question to our examination of conscience. And for me, after I, I pondered this, these words from Father Canta La Mesa for months, and my prayer to the Lord was not, have I been a hypocrite? It was really living again the second chapter of our path, seeking self-knowledge. So my question to the Lord has been, show me my hypocrisy. Allow me to see the hypocrisy that's in my heart. 
that I do not see clearly. And a little later on, I'm going to show you the answer I received. Father Cantalamesa goes on to tell us, a person, wrote Blaise Pascal, has two lives. One is his true life, and the other is the imaginary one he lives in his own mind and in the minds of other people. We work hard to embellish and conserve our imaginary being, and we neglect our true being. If we have some virtue or merit, we are careful to make it known somehow so as to attach it to that imaginary existence. We would rather separate a virtue from our true life and join it to the imaginary one. We would willingly be cowards in order to acquire the reputation of being brave. Even to the point of giving up our life as long as people would talk about it. And this is very much in line with some words our Lord gave me in 2018 when I was praying about a soul. And he said to me, this is who he has become, but it is not who he is. I see him as who he is and suffer who he has become. And that led to a teaching I gave you with that title. All of us, as we learn in the precious path God has given us, have become someone we are not. And our whole walk, our whole journey to union with God is letting go of that fake person, the one we've all created through our wounds, through the lies, all of this work of the path, so we can become more and more authentically our true selves and live consistently in our true selves. Father goes on to explain the origin and the meaning of the word hypocrisy. He tells us it comes from the language of the theater. The exterior words and attitudes do not correspond to the inner reality of the heart. What appears on one's face is not what is in one's heart. Therefore, we can never even discover our own hypocrisy if we do not enter with the Holy Spirit our hearts. That is the whole work of the path to union with God. It is the work in our hearts. It's becoming so attentive to our hearts that we see more and more this hypocrisy, this duplicity. The ancients gave it the meaning that it really has pretense, 
What was negative in stage fiction was transferred to the word hypocrisy. The origin of the word puts us on track to discover the nature of hypocrisy. It turns life into a stage where we perform for the public. It means putting on a mask and ceasing to be a person in order to become a character. A fictive character is nothing but a corruption of an authentic person. A person has a face, a character wears a mask. A person is completely bare. A character is completely wrapped in clothes. A person loves authenticity and reality. A character lives a life of fiction. A person follows his or her own convictions. A character follows a script. A person is humble and gentle. A character is cumbersome and unwieldy. This week I had the honor of speaking to a priest friend that I have in another country. And in him, as he was sharing his heart with me, I saw a true person, not a hypocrite. And he shared with me and he said, you know, a friend of mine has many of the seminarians that come to speak and, and receive counsel from his friend. And this priest friend of mine told me something was really bothering me in my heart. And he said, Lourdes, I began to dig deep. Dig deep into my own heart. And he came to the root of what was bothering him. And he says, I had envy that these young seminarians were going to someone else and not to him for counsel. And I just looked at this beautiful priest. That's a true person. That is being bare. That is being transparent. That is being real, authentic. And the moment he acknowledged that there was some envy, that envy ceased to exist because he worked through it. He gave it to the Lord. And he came to peace about his friend and about himself. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful for me to hear this from a man, from a priest. Father Cantala Mesa goes on to say, hypocrisy sets traps for pious and religious people in particular. Why? He tells us, 
wherever spiritual values, piety, and virtues are most highly esteemed, the strongest temptation is to pretend to have them so as not to seem to be without them. This is exactly what is written in our path on page 199, and it's actually called fake saint. A fake saint that can be maybe in, in most of us to some degrees is a hypocrite. And Pope Francis has some powerful words that are in our path concerning this. I'm going to read it to you. Pope Francis said, God generous, generously forgives, but what he doesn't forgive is hypocrisy and fake saints. God prefers sanctified sinners, people who despite their past sins, learn how to do a greater good. Fake saints are people who are more concerned with appearing saintly than doing good. We are all clever and always find a path that is not right to seem more virtuous than we are. It is the path of hypocrisy. They pretend to convert, but their heart is a lie. They are liars. It is a lie. Their heart does not belong to the Lord. Their heart belongs to the father of all lies, Satan. And this is fake holiness. Jesus preferred sinners a thousand times to these. Why? Because sinners told the truth about themselves. Get away from me, Lord. I am a sinner. Peter once said, imagine the joy in the Lord's heart when he heard this priest be so transparent to say, there was envy in my heart. How beautiful when we can be so naked, when we can be so real. Father Cantalamesa goes on to tell us the problem with hypocrisy as a trap. Another danger comes from the multitude of rituals that pious people are supposed to perform and the rules they are supposed to observe. If these rituals are not accompanied, by a continuous effort to establish them within one's soul out of love for God and neighbor, they become empty shells. How significant that we had all those teachings on the precious blood, an examination of conscience on love. Because all that we do, especially as victim souls, our, our, our daily mass, our love to be before the, the Lord, all the rituals that we do do, 
they must be centered in love, love of God and love of neighbor. He goes on to tell us, when hypocrisy becomes chronic, it creates both in marriage and in consecrated life, a double life. One that is public and well known while the other is hidden. Often one during the day and another at night. It is the most dangerous spiritual state for a soul. And it becomes extremely difficult to exit from it unless something from the outside intervenes and shatters the wall behind which a person is sealed off. It is the condition that Jesus describes with the images of whitewashed tombs when he says in the Gospel of Matthew, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees! Hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Chronic hypocrites. In the years that I have been speaking to people, men and women, sharing their lives with me, sharing their wounds, there is great, great woundedness from fathers and mothers who could be absolutely horrible at home and say and do terrible things and be totally different outside. Where nobody outside would ever suspect that inside these men and women were capable of so much evil. And the wounds that creates in hearts are deep. That is chronic hypocrisy. And we can even be living with chronic hypocrites in our lives. They might be part of your families. And I really pondered this because the words of Father Canta La Mesa have been with me for months when he tells us chronic hypocrites are not able to get out of this condition on their own. It has to be an outside force, which is God, that can penetrate that wall. And I thought of who we are as mothers and missionaries of the cross. How important it is for us to pray for anyone that we might know that falls in this category so that their hearts can be prepared to receive 
the grace of God, a power of the Holy Spirit that has to come from the outside. Father Cantalamesa says, he, he asks, why is hypocrisy such an abomination to God? And he says, hypocrisy, because hypocrisy is a lie. It obscures the truth. In addition, hypocrisy deposes God and puts him in second place while putting creatures, the public, in first place. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. To cultivate outward appearance more than the heart automatically means giving more importance to human beings than to God. That is why we must be men and women of the heart. We must be men and women that live in the school of the hearts of Jesus and Mary. The simple path in chapter two has an entire section on humility, beginning in page 64. On page 70 of the simple path, it says this, we must be willing to pull out the entire root system of our sins, fears, and disordered tendencies to come to know who we are and live to please God. This is what the path is meant to do. How beautiful. Because the path is meant to bring to light our own hypocrisy so that we can truly become men and women with a pure heart, pure intentions. In number 21 of our path, on page 71, the Lord said this to us, trust and with patient endurance, allow all your disorders to come to the light. It is only in this way that you can be made pure in the furnace of God's love. I felt that through this teaching of Father Cantalamesa, the Lord was bringing us as a community to a greater purity of heart by allowing us the grace to see what none of us want to see, which is our own hypocrisy. He goes on to tell us, Father Cantalamesa, hypocrisy then is essentially a lack of faith. How can you believe who receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? John 5, 44. In the simple path in section chapter four, B1, the first nail, the purification of our desires, it tells us to expose our lies and begin to trust. On page 189, our path says this, only when we have discovered 
and rejected those lies and accepted the truth about ourselves, can we trust ourselves and the Lord who wants us to come home? That section in our path on lies is so powerful. Because as long as we accept any lie, there is a certain hypocrisy, a certain duplicity. As long as we're living any lie, we are still someone who we've become that we are not. And now I'd like to bring this together with the teaching from the Eucharist part one that God guided us to through Anna. To me, it was to hear the spirit speak to the community through another community member. I heard the whisper of the Holy Spirit guiding us and how we have to be attentive to those whispers as a community. In that teaching, I quoted the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 1366, and it says this, Christ, our Lord and God, was once and for all to offer himself to God the Father by his death on the altar of the cross. That was the message the Lord was bringing me personally, and I felt he wanted me to bring you. That teaching says this, wherever our cross is, there is our altar of sacrifice. There is where our offering during the consecration of the mass becomes real. Our sacrifice as real flesh the real pain of our suffering with Christ. To come to the altar of sacrifice in the mass without having lived my daily sacrifice in the altar of my cross, whether at home or at work, is a sterile sacrifice to the Father. The words of the Mass through him, with him, and in him must be lived daily in the ordinary tediousness and difficulties of my life in the sacrament of the moment. It is only in this way that my sacrifice is truly pleasing to God and made perfect in Jesus' sacrifice of perfect love. In that teaching, I spoke about hypocrisy. And this is what I said. Do I live a certain duplicity of life, one way with my family or those I live with, and another way at work or outside in the world? When in my home, I continue with a hardness of heart, and outside the home, I put on a different image, a mask? What the Lord was showing me as a mother of the cross. And this is where he was revealing where I could fall into hypocrisy and any mother and missionary of the cross. Any difficult person in my life, those that are most difficult to love, is God's will for me 
and for you. Every situation I find myself in my life and you find yourselves in your lives is God's gift to you. That is where my cross is and your cross. If I reject the greatest cross in my life, I reject the altar of sacrifice. If I gave my covenant and my identity, my truest self is a mother of the cross, and I reject the altar of the cross that's been given to me, I am living a certain hypocrisy in the eyes of God. And how easy it is to do that. It is very easy to make a covenant. It is very easy at times to even say yes. But to accept the most difficult crosses in our lives and to sacrifice, to really have that be the altar of my sacrifice and unite that every single day when I go to Mass, that is difficult. But that is more, more authenticity for a mother and missionary of the cross. Write down my family, the most difficult person in your life to love. Write the name of that person in your journal. Write the situation in your life that is a very, very difficult situation to accept. That is your cross. And ask yourselves, have I made these crosses my altar of sacrifice? Is this the sacrifice I take every day to Mass? And I'm going to end by some words of Father Cantalamesa, also ending with hypocrisy that it is also a lack of charity towards one neighbor because it tends to reduce others to being admirers. It does not recognize the dignity that is properly theirs because it sees others only in connection to one's own image. What is important is the size of the audience the size of the audience. And this is connected in our path to page 70, where it says a humble person lives to please God above all. And it speaks about being nice. Read that again in page 71. It says the deep unconscious motive for being nice is fear. 
When we're stuck in being nice people, we are stuck in being people pleasers. There's another part on how to correct hypocrisy, but I'll leave that for next week. So I think I'd like to thank our Lord. I'd like to, to thank the beauty of Father Cantalamesa that he brings the church and to us this beautiful teaching on purity of intention. And I pray with all my heart that as a community, we truly take it to heart so that we can be a community that truly has pure hearts. Mothers and missionaries of the cross that contemplate the face of God. So that we can become the face of God in this world. Amen.